That was awesome. I started tearing up, crying, and someone just reminded me, it's Jesus Rocks. Thank you. That was from our Marine who reminded me that as I'm walking up on stage. We do celebrate this day. It is, it is the single most important day in history. So welcome. My name is Jeff, and I'm one of our pastors, and I'm really, really, really glad you're here today. How many of you guys have a friend with you today? You got a guest? You got a buddy? So glad you guys are all here. We won't front you out, point you out. Won't do anything to embarrass you today. My hope today is that you would have fun, that you might hear a word that might penetrate your heart, and maybe you'd like to come back again. That's great. Uh, before we get started today, uh, well, I want to welcome you because this is an outdoor Easter. I only know of another church today that's doing an outdoor Easter. Maybe everybody else is a lot brighter than we are, <laughs> or maybe we just have God smiling on this moment and for all of us, maybe it's for this moment that God has you here. So welcome to our outdoor My Church Easter. Let me just do this real quick before we get started. I'll, I want to play a game real quick. You guys go with a game? Go with a game on Easter? All right, so how many of you guys have ever heard of a game called Would You Rather? Would You Rather? How many of you guys have ever played Would You Rather? All right, so I'm going to throw out some questions. You guys just shout back the answers. I'm not going to necessarily understand all the garble that I hear back. All right, but that doesn't matter, so you respond. All right, so would you rather have a chocolate bunny or a gummy bear candy? I heard chocolate bunny. All right, so would you rather eat a traditional Easter ham or eat pizza? Pizza. Pizza. Sorry, Grandma. If you're here today, just know that they were just kidding when they said pizza. All right, so... Here's another one. Would you rather get all dressed up on Easter or come casual? That's exactly what I thought you'd say. All right, so you know what happens when you play Would You Rather? At some point, it takes a drastic turn, right? As you do this long enough, all of a sudden, all the, you know, grandma approved, mom approved, would you rather questions are fine, and then it takes a turn, and it gets gross, Right? Let me, let, let's just, I'll, I'll give you an example, all right? And here's a second. Where are all my kids at? Where, where are all the kids? Where are you guys at? Where are all the kids? All the kids, stand up real quick. If you're a, I don't care if you're a kid, even if you're an adult, you think you're still a kid, you can stand up, all right? Now, when this takes a corner and a turn and it gets gross, it's generally when you start asking the questions to our kids, right? So, so um, real quick, to our kids, let me ask you. Would you rather find a booger in your food or a hair in your food? Absolutely. Nobody wants a booger in your food. All right. So let me just find out what, what age groups do we have? Where's all my kindergartners? If you're a kindergartner, raise your hand. Scream for me. Where's my kindergartners? All right. All four of you. All right. Where are my first graders? Come on, you guys get it loud for me. Where's my second graders? I gotta hear some brave second graders. Where's my second graders? All right. Where's the brave third graders? Yes, all girls. Or some squeaky boy boy voices still. Where's my where's my where's my fourth graders? Alright, tell you what. I'm gonna need a couple volunteers on stage. I need I really need four volunteers. So if you're a third grader or a fourth grader, I need four of you. Alright? So here's one, here's two. Three, four. I got you. Here's four right there. All right, you got it. Come on up. All right, so my, my, my volunteers, 
We're going to have a little fun. Come on over here, ladies. Rushi, go over there. All right. Come on over. You guys with the guns, you guys already know what to do. You guys are all set up. Don't pretend. All right. So where's my, where's my volunteers? All right. So. All right. You're going to go over there. I'm going to get you set up. All right. So you're going to go first, and we're going to attempt to... We're going to attempt to have you stomp on that and fly it over everybody, all right? On three, you stomp this really, really hard. You got to look at it. You got to watch it because I'm moving it around, and we're going to shoot it. Ready? On three. Ready? Because you know what? These are some of the things, some of the games that your family doesn't let you play with outside, and so since we're outside today, we get to play with all the cool outdoor toys that you can't play inside, all right? So here we go. On three. One, two. Two, three, give it a good stomp. Boom. All right. Good job. All right. You're going to take this one home with you. That's yours. All right. Here we go. All right. You're going to give me a good stomp. All right. Here we go. On three. Ready? One, two, three. Stomp it real hard. Yes. All right. Took a nose dive. You're taking that one home. All right. Who else? Come on. All right. Here we go. Hannah, you're going to stomp on it right here. All right. Ready, Hannah? Get it real, real good. This one's going to go farther. Ready? One. Oh, there we go. All right. Hannah, that's yours. All right, I don't know how to do the last one, all right, but we're going to let the ladies go first. Guys, are you okay with that? Just nod your heads. Okay. All right, here we go. On three, you're going to stop it really hard. Let's get it way out there. Ready? One, two, three, go. Oh, all right. Great job. All right. Were you guys not shooting the guns? You guys, we talked for hours. You guys are supposed to shoot the guns all the way through that moment. So what we'll do is go ahead and start shooting them now. And you guys can try to catch these little yellow balls, all right? Don't worry. They're not going to hurt you, all right? Oh, yeah! All right. All right. This is great. All right. Tell you what. Why don't you guys share them just for a second with these guys so they can have a moment in the sun. All right. All right. Well, that worked great. All right. You guys can all have a seat. You can take those guns with you. You're awesome. Love you. Thank you so much. Give these guys a hand. I forgot to ask one of my questions, and I'll ask these guys on your way out. Guys, as you're walking off, since we're talking about would you rather, would you rather step in dog poo-poo, or would you rather step in throw-up? All right, so we're, we're enough of those. So, so, so since you can see that you can do a lot of things outdoors that you can't do indoors, all right, that's kind of the My Church flavor. We did that thinking that that would be really cool and awesome, and we'll change, we'll, we'll mark that one off as never doing Would You Rather games again on Easter. Um, but the honest truth of the matter is I love the outdoors. How many of you guys, you love the outdoors? I love the outdoors. In fact, I love the outdoors so much, uh, most of my life, my dad would come grab me from school, sneak me out of school, do some fun things. Oftentimes it was, you know, goofing up outdoors in the woods, hunting, whatever. And recently my wife reminded me, that just a few months back during hunting season, my dad came in town, and as we were hunting, we were hunting, and my wife said, you've got to come home now, and she, she said that there's tornado watches, and the schools are closing, and businesses are closing, and you got to come home, and I called my dad, and he was a little ways away from me, and I said, dad, you want to come home? We're having the best time. They're calling for a, ter- a tornado, and it's coming right for us. He's like, heck No. I'm just as soon being a blown, blown away here as I would anywhere else. So we stayed. So my wife kept calling, and she called one of the guys that goes to our church, who's the chief meteorologist, and he, he sent me a text and said, your wife said you've got to come home now. <laughs> and so 
so we ended up staying, staying outdoors, and that's kind of maybe even why we attempted to still try to pull this off today. Maybe it was for the moment of this and for us to have this experience of being outdoors, because I think everyone loves the outdoors. It's a lot of fun to be outdoors. Honestly, it's one of the reasons why I love Jesus so much. Jesus did some really awesome, cool, incredible things outdoors. You think about all the stuff that Jesus did outdoors. Uh, I mean, he was outdoors walking on the water during a storm. You remember that story? He's outdoors walking in a storm, outdoors. Jesus taught oftentimes outside. One time he taught on the side of a mountain. Uh, Jesus did lots of cool stuff outdoors. One time he was outdoors fishing with a group of his friends, and they caught so many fish that the, the boat almost sunk. So I love the outdoors, and honestly, the reason we're here today is because of the greatest outdoor story ever told. Hands down, the greatest outdoor story ever told. I'm going to read it to you real quick. In Mark, it says, as they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Scripture says that the, 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 the angel said, don't be alarmed. He said, you're looking for Jesus the Nazarene who is crucified. He's not here. He's risen. He's not in this place any longer where they laid him. The news of that day was he, he was no longer there. He was, at that moment, he was outdoors. So the question is, what if, you've ever thought of it like this, what if Jesus had never come outdoors? What if? I mean, I know there'd be no chocolate bunnies, right? There'd be no uh, gummy bears, maybe no Easter ham, but it would be way worse than that. If Jesus had not come outdoors, we would not honestly have the power to live life in our own abilities. We would not have any ability beyond what was kind of our own power, our own ability. We'd have to try to earn heaven on our own. We, we would have to try to do enough good things to outweigh the bad things. Some of you guys, we know that's, that's tough. All the guys know that's really tough, right? Every guy, every guy here today knows we're just one step away from a Jerry Springer moment. Anybody remember Jerry Springer? I mean, most of us, we realize we're never going to, on this side of, of life, be able to outweigh the, the, the good with, you know, outweigh the bad with the good. It's just not in our DNA. Another thing that if Jesus did not come outside is we'd have to try to come up with some purpose, some reason for life. Like, why, why are we here on this planet, right? Uh, we'd have to learn, probably the toughest, probably to, to learn how to, to authentically forgive, really learn how to love without any help. But, but here's the great news. But because he came outside, Scripture says that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead is the same power available to us. Like, because Jesus came up from the grave, grave and did that, he offered, because of that, that same power for us. And it wasn't just for eternity. It just wasn't for, okay, we get to we get a get-out-of-jail card free, we get out of hell card free, we get to go to heaven. But it was for this life too. So essentially, if you wanted to say it like this, you could say, your power, my power, leads to death. Because eventually, that's where it all goes, left alone to myself. My power leads to death, but his power, God's power, through Jesus coming up from the grave, his power leads to life. Now, let me illustrate this to you. Where's Jay Massey? Jay? Jay on Easter. Can I call on Jay? Where's Jay? Jay Massey, where are you at? Jay Massey. Can you guys give Jay Massey a hand? 
Jay, Jay, I, t I, I want to get you to do something for me. I'm looking for that black. I just lost these black things that were covering up. the. It doesn't matter. Jay, would you do me a favor? Could you, could you just lay down right here for a moment? And I'm going to have you illustrate. Hey, bro, good to see you. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for coming up here. All right, so Jay, here's what I want Jay to illustrate. Jay, excuse me, I'm tripping all over myself this morning. All right, so Jay, um, without an outdoor resurrection, Scripture says we're all dead in our sins, right? We're dead in our mess, right? Now, Jay, I know you're a pretty good guy. We laugh, you smile, you got like the, the nicest, whitest teeth in the world. They match your white shirt. Um, but, Jay, you, you had sisters, and I had sisters growing up too, right? So any, any dude, any guy that grew up with sisters, uh, I bet you terrorized them, right? Did you terrorize your sisters? You probably messed with them, messed them up a whole lot, probably did some bad things to them. You probably still owe some apologies. So what I want you to do, I want, to get you, want you to get right back up. I'm not going to help you. You have to get back up and go help your sisters and apologize to them, all right? But no, wait, wait, you're dead, though. You, you can't get up, all right? You, you, you're dead, right? You don't, in your power, Jay, you can't go do that, right? You're dead. You're dead in your mess. You're dead in your sin, right? So, Jay, you probably lied before. <laughs> he just went, yeah, okay. So, so, Jay, you probably lied before. So, I want you to get up and go outweigh all the bad lies with you trying to make them right, right? So, go do that. All right, no, you, you're not getting this, okay? You're, you're dead. You can't get up, all right? You're not able to do that. So, here's the thing. In Jay's own power... It's impossible to make things right. So, Jay, thank you for your help. So, you, you helped me illustrate this. Yeah. So, I appreciate you. You can leave now. Okay. All right, you're good. So, now I'm giving you the power. You, you, got, you can leave. So, all right, so here's the deal. Great job, Jay. So, here's the thing. Without an outdoor Easter, we are powerless. Without an outdoor Easter, without Jesus coming up out of the grave, Scripture says, we are powerless. We're dead in our mess. We're dead in our sin. And truthfully, you know, what, you know what having Jesus means to us? Having Jesus come up from the grave, having him give his life and come up for the grave solves life's three biggest problems. It solves sin, like, you know, this issue with him trying to go fix his mess, solve his junk. Jesus coming up out of the grave solves sin. He solves death. And he solves pain and sorrow because someday he'll come back and all of that will be gone. Now, the great news I forgot to say as Jay was walking off. Jay, I was going to ask you. I totally forgot. But maybe you can just yell it. Jay has had a 25-year uh, run with just a major alcohol and drug addiction. Jay, how many years now have you been totally sober, Jay? Can you just yell that? Two years sober for Jay, all right? Jay, one more question. When was the first time you gave your life to Christ, you understood the, the power of what we're talking about, the power of resurrection? Two years, all right. So thank you, Jay, again. Um, so some of you guys are saying, well, that's Jay's story. And maybe he's kind of like the church boy now, but you don't know my story. And that's not my story. Maybe, you, maybe some of you, your story is different. Maybe it's worse. Maybe it's just that your issue is just somehow something you think it can't change. It can't be different. Well, a few weeks before Jesus went 
and died on a cross and came back and he was resurrected, he illustrates was basically just a regular guy. And so Jesus uh, finds out about a guy named Lazarus, who Lazarus gets, gets sick, and his sisters beg Jesus to come show up. Jesus, please, 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 will you come show up and fix our sick brother Lazarus? And so Jesus stalls on purpose. He stalls and he stalls, and he waits for Lazarus to die. Like, Jesus, like, I don't know if we give you a hand clap for that one, right? So here's Jesus. He's being begged to show up to fix this sick guy. Jesus stalls on purpose, basically wanting to kind of show off and maybe do a cool, a cool magic trick. I don't know. But he stalls on purpose, waits for this guy to die. And then he comes. And so basically he can show us that the resurrection wasn't just for the Son of God. It just wasn't for like having a really cool Easter event where you're, the, the rain's threatening. But it was for regular guys like Lazarus. It was for regular guys like Jay. It was people like you and, 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 and guys like me. And so here Jesus, he shows up at their house. Now, at this, at this moment, so when Jesus shows up, they've got a funeral going on. By this point, this guy's been dead for four days. The stench is, the stench is in the air. And they've got a legitimate funeral going on. Jesus walks up, up in the house. You got the sisters who beg Jesus to come. They're sobbing. I mean, they're, they're boohooing their eyes out. Even though he's Jesus showing up, you could have come sooner. Our brother could be alive. He's dead. He's been dead for four days. Jesus rolls up in there. They're not just sobbing, but they're mad. And so all of a sudden, Jesus says to these ladies, in John 11, he says, Jesus says to her, he says this, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who, and I think this is for us, the one or the ones or whoever of us believes in me will live. Now, this is what he, this is like this big, bold statement he says to these two ladies, but all essentially to everyone listening. He says, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. And then he asks this question. He says, do you believe this? Do you believe this? And so this is their response. They say, yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you're the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. Now, here's what's crazy about this. Their response, I think, was different than what Jesus was probably prompting him towards. I think this whole, this whole illustration Jesus was doing was a setup to take them one step further into a deep connection, into a relationship with him. I think Jesus is looking for, at this moment, a personal response from them. And essentially, they give, I think, a corporate response. They, they kind of basically say, yeah, you know, to Jesus' question, do you think I'm, 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 I've done this? Do you believe in this? He asked them. And I think they were thinking, yes, we believe I'm Jewish, right? I grew up in the Jewish religion. I'm, we're good little religious girls. Uh, I believe you're, you, you've shown up and you're the guy who's going to overthrow Rome. We've been waiting for that. They're like getting excited thinking that's what he's here for. You're going to fix the government. Maybe you're going to fix the whole religion. Maybe these you know, Pharisee guys who act like they're better than everybody else, maybe you're going to squash those guys because we can't ever you know, achieve what they're trying to say that we have to. And maybe, Jesus, we believe in you. You're a good guy. You do lots of good things. Maybe much like what we would say if somebody asked us, do you believe? We would, most of us would say, because we're from the South, some of you guys are from the North, but we live in the South. Maybe you would say, I believe in God, I'm American. Or you'd say, I believe in God, the Bible's got some great moral values in it. 
some great principles, some good teachable things that we can like apply in our life. Yeah, I believe Jesus was a good guy. But here's the thing. Jesus asked her, do you believe? When he asked that, he was going for a personal response. Not just some blanket general response, but something personal. He wasn't going for a general response, but a personal one. And so here's Jesus. He finally gets to the tomb. And Lazarus is still dead. And all of a sudden, Jesus says, roll away the stone. And they roll away the stone. And all of a sudden, we pick up the story in John eleven forty three. 43. And Jesus calls out. Now he's like, he's ready for his moment. Everyone, all the attention's on Jesus. And all of a sudden, in a loud voice, Scripture says, he says, Lazarus, Lazarus, come out. And all of a sudden, Lazarus, this, the coolest first magic trick ever of all times, the dead guy comes out from being dead. And I'm sure people are just like, oh my gosh, OMG, right? Little emojis everywhere. The people are tweeting and texting going, oh my God. Yeah, you are God. Wow, this is unbelievable. And all of a sudden, all the questions that he'd been asking the ladies, do you believe, do you believe, do you believe that I can offer you not just life here on earth, but life in heaven and not just hope for later, but hope for now. All of a sudden, he calls Lazarus specifically by name. I think to illustrate that the resurrection is for us personally. The resurrection's for us personally. It's not just for a generic response, but the resurrection, what Jesus did, what we're celebrating for you for today, is for you. It's for me. It's for every person here today and around the world. So here's here's the question I've always had with this story. This story just happened literally in the Bible times, just weeks before Jesus' real resurrection. It's kind of like a magician having the cool magic trick and taking like 50 people out of the audience and showing them first and then coming over here later and doing the real magic trick later. Why did Jesus do this? You ever think about that? Why did he do like the coolest magic trick of all times, one that he would pull off just weeks later? Why would he take this moment and illustrate this? Why would he even do this? Why in the world would you have the coolest thing up your sleeve only to roll it out once before the real thing? And this is it. Because it's about you having life personally. The whole point of that story of Lazarus, him calling out Lazarus by name, pinpointing Mary and Martha, the two sisters, And asking them, do you believe? And raising this guy from the dead was so that you would have life, personally. Not just this this whole thing, Christianity is a great, nice, wonderful, cool thing. Some nice, cool religion. But Jesus wants to become your personal God, your personal Savior. And essentially, when you think about this, and you think about your story, our stories, the baggage that we carry. Those of us that are here this morning, we know the, the, the problem that our own junk has presented in our lives. Like some of the guys here, t- here today, and I know I'm, I'm, I'm talking to the guys because I are one, but some of us, we just realize that most of us, we're just one step away from really messing up again. Like for a lot of us guys who are married, you just got out of the doghouse like two weeks ago, right? 
you're almost feeling like you're, you're cruising on borrowed time until the next time you mess up. So here's what this passage shouts to us. It shouts to us, those of us who are struggling with fear and anxiety, come out from your depression. That's, that's, what, that's what Jesus defeating the grave means for us. When he calls out Lazarus from the grave, it, 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 that's what it means. It means those of us who are stuck like Jay was in alcohol and drug addictions, and it's tearing your family apart, Jesus calls to you by name, and he says, come out from your addiction. Some of you have blown it so bad, and you are carrying all sorts of weighted guilt, all sort of heavy-weighted shame, and you can't get the shame away. You're carrying that condemnation. Jesus shouts to us through this passage, come out, you're no longer condemned. Because of what I've done on the cross, because of what I've done by defeating the grave, this resurrection isn't just for Easter, for nice fluffy bunnies or for the kids' games afterwards. It's for the mere fact that Jesus shouts to us, I love you, I love you, and I want you to know me. And I want to be your Savior, and I want to be your God, and I want to help you. I want you to help you. I want to, want to help you have hope in this lifetime, and I want to forgive you from everything you've ever done, and I want to be your personal God. So the question that was asked today, do you believe? I want to ask that to you. Do you believe? If Jesus was standing here with skin on in this moment, and he performed that miracle with Lazarus, I'm sure all of us would be like, oh my God, yeah, that's the guy. He is God in a body. And we would be all in at that moment. Anytime a guy can predict he's going to get dead, right? And there's hundreds of predictions leading up to Christ's death. Anytime a guy can predict he's going to get dead, get dead, come back from the dead. If we saw that happen, we'd say, I'm all in. Well, can I tell you that this has been being celebrated for over 2,000 years? And there are story after story after story that would prove and give evidence that there is a Jesus. And he did rise from the grave. And that whole message is for you to have a relationship with him personally. So the question is, do you believe? Not in a general sense, but personally. And the greatest news of all time is good people don't go to heaven. And I imagine there's probably pretty decent people here today. But good people don't go to heaven. You can't be that good. Good people don't go to heaven. Forgiven people go to heaven. So what I want to do in just a moment, I'm going, to, I'm going to close my notes up. And I'm just going to offer up a prayer in just a moment for, for all of us. And I'm offering up a moment that maybe God's been smiling over, keeping the rain away for you to make a decision today, a choice. A choice to say, Jesus, I'm going to choose to believe. I don't know everything there is to know. I don't know the whole story of the Bible. I don't get the whole you know, seven-day thing and there's earth and there's waters and there's people. I don't get the whole, you know, why you did the flood. I got questions. But in this moment right now, if God is tugging on your heart, you feel some butterfly, you feel like God's like, there's a connection being made from God above to your heart. Maybe today's the day that you would simply make a choice and say, I'm choosing today to believe. I'm going to believe that Jesus is, is, is the forgiver and I'm going to make him the leader of my life. That's it. I'm choosing today to make him the leader and forgiver of my life. 
So I'm going to pray. And in just a moment, if you would like to join in with this prayer and you pray what I pray to God, then what his promise is for you from this moment on is that you'll have life forever. That you're forgiven from your sins, that you can start walking away from your mess, and that you'll have life forever, meaning you'll never die. That's a pretty good offer. But the reason that we would say yes is because he loved us first. He went to the cross before he knew what you'd ever say. He's been hoping for. In fact, for many of you, maybe God's been pursuing you for years and years and years. Maybe it's been a month. Maybe it's been a week. Maybe it's this moment you know God's pursuing your heart. Let's pray together right now. Bow your heads and pray with me. And I want to offer up this prayer right away. So if this is where you're at today, I'm asking you to, in your heart, you pray and you ask God to be your Savior in this moment. Jesus, we ask right now in this moment for every man, woman, child that's sitting here who does not know you personally. They know about you. I mean, we live in the South. We live in Georgia. Everyone knows who Jesus is. But knowing who he is and knowing him is a totally different matter. So here we go. If this is what you're, if this is why God brought you here this morning, and you want him to be your savior, and you want to be forgiven, and you want life in him, and you want to make him the leader and forgive you for your life, I'm praying this for you and with you right now. Join with me. God, in your precious and holy name, we ask as you've smiled on this moment today and you've kept the rain away maybe for many of us today to give our hearts to you. So God, in this moment, we ask as only we simply can know how. Jesus, because you you died and rose from the dead and you offer us salvation, Jesus, I'm asking you to be the leader and forgiver of my life. Come into my heart and save me right now. God, I believe As scripture said, scripture said, if we believe in our hearts, confess with our mouths, we will be saved. And God, I believe there's people here today that are going to walk away with hope, with forgiveness, and with freedom. And for that, God, we celebrate you. We celebrate the cross. We celebrate the resurrection. God, we celebrate you and your grace and your love for us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now I'm going to ask for one bold step right now. As we wrap things up, I'm going to ask that if you made a decision today, would you let us know on that that card that you've had during the, the time that we've been together? Would you let us know? Would you also let a friend around you know, hey, I made that decision today. I made Jesus a leader and forgiver of my life. This moment, God smiled on me, and I and my heart was moved, and I gave my heart to Jesus today. I want you to do that. Let someone know. God bless you. I love you. Chrissy's coming right up.